Hey everybody, this is your boy Sugar Ray and you are now tuned in to the Black Men Working Podcast. Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, about 25 years of friendship and brotherhood. Brother Javon Lunsford, CEO of Hill TV and Lunsford and Sons Incorporated. Hey, 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 my brother, Brother Javon. How you doing, brother? What's going brother? on? What's going on? Peace, King. Man. Uh, I'm here, man. I'm just peace, happy to um, see a guest on your show, brother. Yo, man, let, let's get into that real quick. First of all, let me say thank you. I want to say thank you because almost 12 years ago, right, you were the first person that actually hired me to shoot a video for you, a music video for you. Right? Yes, Do you yes. remember that? That was a while back, man, and that was, <laughs> that was, that a was awesome, back. man. That was a great experience, man, and um, good memories, good memories. Yes, good sir. memories. Yep. And then fast forward, you were also the first person to hire me to write a script for you. That was yeah. more recent. That hey, was that, just that, a few weeks that, ago. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, that was crazy, man. I'm just um, glad I'm, you know, able to do and um you know, just what you've been doing these past couple of years has been amazing. Um, your book, of course, has been very liberating to me. You know what I'm saying? I've been encouraging my wife to read it, and she will read it soon. And um, it's just a, a powerful piece of work, man. So I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, man. So from that writing to you writing my script for me, you know, getting on that with me, collaborating with me was also awesome. And um, I look forward to one day producing that with you, brother. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Um, and before we go any further, right, um, I want to say that you are my first guest on my podcast, Black Men Working. So um, ah, thank you, dope. man. Thank you for agreeing to do this interview. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing to share your time and your wisdom and your journey with us here at the Black Men Working Podcast. I love you, brother. I am proud of you. I appreciate you. Um, but let's let the world know, man. Let's let the world know who you are, how old are you, and where you at right now. Okay. My name is Javon Lunsford. Um, you're my Pisces brother, March 9th, 1984. I'm 34 yes, years old. Um, I'm a black man. I reside in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, born and raised in Queensbridge Projects where I grew up with. Sugar Ray himself. I've been knowing you since at least 95, maybe a little before that. We went to yes, the same sir. junior high school, 204. And, yes, um, sir. He was a little more, he was different back then, you know. He <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> was, was way different back then, but to see your transformation now and my own transformation, to witness each other's transformation over mm. the years has been a true blessing, a true blessing. No, definitely, definitely, man. Um, like I said, from 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 ten years ago when you was doing music and doing music videos, and you still do music now, but to watch the transition of being someone who was, um, although you were doing other things, someone who was looked at pretty much as an artist, to now someone who's looked at as an actual entrepreneur, someone who's looked at as an influencer, someone who was looked at as a thought leader in our community, like that is powerful, man. So I want to get right into Thank it. You. Oh, what kind of work do you do for the people who don't know? Um, oh, man, um, I'm a business owner. I have my own bread territory. Um, I deliver mm. bread to um, grocery stores and also fast food chains and mom and pop stores. So, you wow. Know, but, wow. So we, um, I buy the bread from the bakery, 
you know, I load it on my truck and then I sell it to my retailers, Food Lion, Walmart, Burger King, Zaspies, um, Mom and Pop Diners, Hot Dog Restaurants. Whoever needs bread, I'm going to get it to them. You know, wow. and that's, that's basically what I do. Yes, sir. Wow. So, 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 so wait, 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 wait. Before you go any further, talk about that. That is something that, that's like, that's like old school work. That's real work. That's up for in the morning work. How did you get into that yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. What it's led like you there? The milkman got to deliver. Yeah. The egg man, it's like it's on that type of level. Um, what? Man, How'd I you get you, there? Man it's, man, it's crazy, man. Um, I used to be a correction officer. That's what got me down here first in North Carolina, and I did that for five years. And mm. that was the beginning part of 2016 was my awakening when I end up leaving the department because in that system, of course, you know, it has a lot of oppression to deal with being mm-hmm. inside. Of course, you wouldn't know sugar being inside that um, inside that system yeah. dealing with that. But um, they wanted to turn me into an oppressor. And um, mm. my soul or my spirit, and we were talking about earlier, follow, my instincts was telling me this is not who I want to be, um, stripping my fellow man, searching them making him feel bad, stripping him of his dignity, verbally abusing him, you know, and I just, I, I just, it just couldn't sit well with me. So I ended up leaving the department and I was in a, I was in a crazy tight bond, you know, cause, um, I still had bills. I left the department and I didn't have no job. So, um, I started delivering pizzas for Domino's and I'm um, working for the dollar store as a cashier. And um, I was in a heavy depression because the bills were piling up. My wife was getting worried. We didn't know how we was going to get, you know, make it to the next month. And um, something told me is to use my greatest tool, what my father told me, and that is my charisma, my personality. So everybody that came across me when I was in the dollar store at the cashier, I was just Pouring my energy, building with them, networking, you know, creating relationships, talking to everybody, letting them know what I do, Hill TV, and um, the relationships end up leading to a good friend I met from Long Island that's down here, and he's into the bread business, and he was attracted to my energy, my frequency was high, he liked my drive, and he ended up bringing me into the business. So wow. my energy, my faith in myself end up liberating and saving my household. Yes, sir. Wow. 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 So let's let's go. You mentioned Hill TV, but before we move on to Hill TV, let's go there real quick. Um, you spoke about being in low spirits. You spoke about leaving the Department of Corrections, being yes. in between, you know, working, you know, delivering pizza and uh, mm-hmm. being a cashier at the dollar store. And being a cashier right. at the dollar store, most people who don't want that job, you can tell they don't want that job. They're there. Right. They're not polite. They're not vibrant. So how was you able to? How was you able to keep your spirit up even in the space that you may not have wanted to be in? How was you able you to know, go there every day and still keep that high energy I, to attract I, someone I to, to want to work with you? Mm-hmm. I have to give credit to a brother I met in the, inside the prison system. Um, he uh, he's a, played a big part in my awakening. A, a lot of people did. A lot of brothers did. You did as well, sugar. You know. Um, but um he was a more he's a more and my brother Nigel and um mm. he brought um he helped me with knowledge of self and um he just spoke some key things to me 
when we was having our conversations and um he put a energy uh he he showed me a door that I knew was there but I might subconsciously I wasn't aware it was there and that was my inner greatness. So Ooh. I had this 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 mad something magical that nobody didn't see but me that I knew I was going to be all right. I was highly favored by the universe. I knew I was great. I, I was a, I, I, I can conquer anything. And it was just something, I just had a, a, a secret confidence about myself that I wasn't going to let my family or I wasn't going to fall. And, um, and I didn't, you know, and I just, it's just, it's just powerful, brother. It really is. It's a powerful energy. Wow. And I was able to keep myself high and just talking to the guests and everybody was just loving my energy. And they was just, you know, from all walks of life. And I end up, me end up, um, leading me to end up getting my own business. Having that wow. energy, wow. having that frequency. Yes, sir. Powerful. So I want to say this for a minute. So I want to ask you a very specific question. What was the conversation you had in the morning? Take us back. You working at the dollar store in the morning before you go in. What is that conversation that you have with yourself right before you walk in the door? What are you telling yourself? What are you What are you visualizing? How do you get up every day to do that? Like, what was that conversation like? Mm, I'm the job. Mm. No matter what anybody takes from me, dollar store can let me go tomorrow. This one can let me go tomorrow. It does not matter. You know, it's not about the company selling the dollar. No, I'm the job. Powerful. I create, you know, what I dictate what's going to happen day to day. I'm the job. So that's what I used to tell myself. No matter what, I'm going to make income, whether if it's I'm going to find a way. I'm the job. I'm the machine. You know, so that's what I used to tell myself. You know, I'm a fighter. I'm a king. Powerful. I'm great. So that yes. that played a big part. Thank you. No, that's that's Thank that's you. very powerful, man. So let's 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 move forward a little bit. So what most people who know you now know you as Javon Lunsford, CEO of Hill TV. Tell us a little bit about Hill TV. Um, what is that exactly, and how did you get into that work? Again, um, as someone who is a friend of yours, but also a fan. Of what you're doing with that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You know, with, with what you're doing with that, man. Let's let the world know what that is, how you got into that, and, um, you know, what are some of your, you know, uh, uh, you know, what's your vision? You know, where, where you going with Hill TV? Let's talk about that for a minute. Thank you. Um, it started, um, 2015 on Father's Day. Um, I have two kids, um, in Bronx, New York, and I'm always constantly, they're on my mind, and I talk to the universe about safekeeping them, protecting them with a ready sword, keeping them healthy, even though I'm not in their physical presence, let my spirit protect them and stay over them and guide them. So while I'm doing that, I'm running up a hill while I'm talking to the universe, you know, with my sons in my heart. And um, while I'm running up the hill, I decided to record myself and um, give an inspirational message. So that's where Hill TV comes from. Actually, me running up a hill and recording myself. I'm running up the hill, and the TV is me recording myself. <laughs> the TV so on the hill, okay. Message. Right, Hill TV. And I broke it down to an acronym, Health, Inspiration, Love, Life, Television. And um, wow. I'm, our slogan is, we educate and uplift the community with visual media. With it's wow. sitting down, talking to Sugar Ray, 
talking to um black entrepreneurs. We're working with the youth. We're also a nonprofit. We work with the youth out here in Wake County in the Raleigh area. Um, we give out food. We do mentor, mentor, mentoring events, and um, everything is recorded and broadcasted to the masses. We want you not only to hear, but we always want you to see Hill TV's journey. And um, mm. my ultimate goal is to get into film work with other organizations, and become the new – because PBS was powerful when we was growing up. So I want LTV yeah. to become the new modern PBS. That's my wow. goal. I want it to be a, a syndicate network. Yes, sir. That's my ultimate goal. Wow. 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 Powerful. What, what has the response been from um, from your community, from your local community in Raleigh, as well as your greater community, you know, people who, you know, from Queensbridge – other people who, you know, may be in life who you know, whether through social media or personally, what is the response from them about what you're doing with Hill TV? Oh, man, it's been, it's been a great response, man. You know, it's still a lot of more work to do. But um, being that I'm not originally from this town, um, I met a lot of great partners out here. And I've got a lot in, uh, a lot of support out here with a lot of different organizations. And a lot of mm -hmm. people are very fond of Hill TV and what we do, and they appreciate the message. And, um, you know, um, I, I just got a lot of love since I've been doing it out here. And as um, far as it goes to Queensbridge, I would like to get more ties to it. Um, you're going to play a big part in that and helping me with that because yes, I would sir. love to get out there and, you know, the youth out there don't know me. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know them, but I would love to bring the Hill TV message out to my old neighborhood and, you know, just get them energized and let them know what Hill TV does. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely, definitely. Um, no, Hill TV is, is, is powerful, man. Um, so <laughs> I want to ask a, I want to ask a question. You, you, you said that you one of your goals or your vision is to make Hill TV like the modern PBS, right? Um, right. What do you mean by that? Like, what types of programs would you like to produce or have streamed through Hill TV? Like, you know, give me some ideas oh, of the programs you, you like oh, to have. Um, you know, animation, you know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, the black version of the Magic School Bus, you know what mm. I'm saying? Um, the Ghost Rider. Um, definitely a lot of, um, shows on health and nutrition, you know, some stuff dealing with science, definitely some music, you know, some hip hop, definitely no profanity, everything clean, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, definitely a different lot of, um, definitely teachings, you know, from all different walks of life, cause you know, everybody, you know, have their own different perspective, you know, just different lessons, man, just a visual curriculum for the masses and especially the youth. You know, definitely interviews, interviews um, that that really will liberate and provoke your mind. And film, you know, but films mm -hmm. with a message, you know, films with That's a message, true. you know, dealing with all, you know, tackling social issues and all different types of stuff that really hits at home, you know, and really can make people think and, you know, and um, rally the masses and want them to do better and be better. Play households, you know, provoking messages. Remember when we was growing up, we used to see drug commercials and, you know, yeah. see your brain on drugs. We don't see that stuff no more. So I would love to do teen commercials again, stop sipping on lean, stop popping pills. You know, we don't have none of that stuff. We had all that stuff growing up. We don't have none of them type of programs that even make you think to stop. Now it's more mm -hmm. stuff 
telling you to do it even more now, you know, so it's it's crazy. Wow. Um you spoke about why you started Hill T V, um, or, or the or the or what you were doing, but why do you do it? Like what is the driving force behind Hill T V? Um, number one, I'm a Pisces man, and if anybody know Pisces, we are a very creative sign. So there's something that we're gonna do when it comes to creativity. So I have a driving force when it comes to my creativity. But the driving force is where I come from and Queensbridge play a big part of it. It was a lot of us coming up together in that tough environment. It was a lot of mental disease. It was a lot of ignorance. It was a lot of bullying. You know, it was a lot of negativity coming. It was a lot of love and positivity also, you know, but it was a lot of that. And um, I feel it's a duty, especially having kids also, having three boys, it's our duty as men to be the pillars and break that cycle of mental poison, you know, you know, be the pillars and put them on their feet and they don't have to carry on that madness. It's okay to be who you are. I remember us coming up, they used to literally look inside my shirt and see if my T-shirt was real or they would judge you by it. You remember that, us coming up, looking at your sneakers, that would determine how much love you would get in the hood. You know, if you didn't have the right sneakers on, you wasn't accepted or you was a combo. I remember that. And it yeah. made you feel so horrible. And, you know, and, and, and then I was so sick of it because I was following when I had some dope sneakers on. I made the, the kid um that had less feel lesser than me because I thought that was a cool thing to do. And it was yep. bullying. And it was whack. It was whack because wow. nobody don't know who um whose story or how much his mom got or you know his father. You don't know what's going on. Sneakers a sneaker, man. It doesn't matter. You know, so <sighs> just that mentality, man. You know, and and you know what I'm talking about, Shug, and it's still out yeah. there now to this day. It's still Definitely. in our hood. That that Definitely. mentality is still there. That. You know what you wear is the status. Is a mentality. You know, is a mentality. Is a mentality where they value what you wear, how you dress, more you than go. what you're doing or what's inside your head. Oh, there head. are people. There are people who are doing nothing for the community but get love from the community because they got the latest Jordans or they got a Louis Vuitton Thank belt or they got a Gucci or they got a nice yep. car, but they actually are poison in the community. Then there's a brother or sister who may not be making enough money to actually dress or may not want to dress flashy or wear those types of, you know, clothing yeah. or, or spend money on type of material things, but they're doing so much and they have so much knowledge and wisdom to offer, but they're being shunned because they don't look the part. Like, you got to look, look successful. Like what, does, like, what does success look like? Like, there we and, go. What does success right, look, what does success like? look like? Right? It depends on who you ask, what area you're in, you're going to get a different response. And I'm going to say, Right, as a brother um, from the hood, still in the hood, that success does not look like what we as black men, as black people, have been taught no. that it looks like. It is not flash. It's it not. It's not flash. That's not success. It's success not. is happiness. Success is doing for your people. Success is what you're yes. doing. Building yes. a legacy it's for your children, for your community. Yes. When you, when, when, when our children can look back and Usha can look at that book, that's success. Oh, my dad actually put effort and put thought. He named the book after me. 
He mm-hmm. left a publishing company for me. Oh, that's oh man, my dad left us a bread route. Oh, man, oh, he left us a trust route. fund with $100,000 in it. Now I can start my own cleaning company or I can start my own laundromat. My daddy left us something I could start and his name. I could build from. I could build from. Mm. Power. Oh, man. Mm. Daddy left me some land. I could start my own garden. I could farm. I could feed people with this farm. I can feed people. Come on, man. It's, Come it's, on, it's, man. It's so it's powerful. It's very deep. deep. Very deep. And they very don't deep. realize. They don't realize, man. You know. And I. And and, and it, like I said, I'm not mad at them because I. Un, we understand they meant to poison. They was never mm-hmm. taught. We. I get it. And me and you are blessed to be able to be awakened to see the how important that is. And I'm. It's just so sad that you know they they run away from this knowledge we want to give them and we share. You know. And that's what gets frustrating too. We, me and you, has been putting in so much work for so long, and for our people and the people we grew up with to not want to embrace that, to see that we was once them, and to see that you know you don't want to be a part of this love we giving. You don't get it. Like y'all don't see what we. It's it's, it's just frustrating, man. <laughs> it's frustrating, but I still love them though. That's our people. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Um, so, so real quick, I want to talk. Uh, I want to stay with Hill TV, right? I'm gonna go back to the bread, right. to bread business in a minute, but I'm gonna stay with Hill TV. What are some mm-hmm. of the pros and cons? I know that there's ups and lows and building. A, um, basically, what you're building is a is a, is a network, is an online TV network. Right. Um, tell us what are some of the pros and cons. What are some of the benefits? What are some of the hangouts? Um, talk about that for a little while. The pros are the legacy and you know, the blueprint and the evidence I leave for my sons. That's the greatest pro, that if the Internet still exists after I'm gone, they can go back and see the visual words of what, you know, the blueprint of what they pops put in and what, you know, I was trying to build, you know, and, and give to the masses and give to them. So that's the greatest, um, the greatest pro. Um, other pros are the relationships I have. You know the relationships I've 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 built a crazy network with the poetry community, you know, um, different um, small business owners, um, art galleries, just all different types of people and amazing artists and people I've met through the journey. So that's another great pro. The cons is what we was just talking about the the lack of support. You know, mm-hmm. I've been doing this since 2015 and I only have. 10,000 views and 100 subscribers, you know, so that gets depressing at times. You know, um, I don't know what I'm doing wrong or maybe I'm not putting it out there. No, no, you're not doing nothing wrong. You're not doing nothing wrong. Keep going. Wow. Keep going. Um, You know, that's the con, you know, to be doing it for three years and then watch other people's channels and, you know, they, 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 they out of this world, you know, and that, that gets depressing at times, you know, but what you just said resonated with me. What does success look like? You know, so I can't measure, like you said, the flash. Is that really success? You know what I'm saying? Or me with my little 10,000 views and being able to have these great relationships and this great, this great aura and this energy around me and my sons could witness that. 
That is success. So that's why I can't trick myself. I'm the man with the little views, but and does does that not make me successful? Just because I got the wax sneakers on and they got the million views with the dope sneakers and the chains on. So that's what we always have to put and remind ourselves of. Absolutely. So definitely, like um, there are some people talking about social media. There are some people right now who have hundred thousand followers, right? Instagram, right. two hundred thousand followers, right. Instagram, but they're not monetizing. Then there are some people mm. who have 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 followers on Instagram, and that's what they do for a living, social wow. media, right? And so, again, what does success look like? Is it having a lot of followers, but you're not, able, you're not monetizing or having a couple of followers, but you got product or service that those couple of followers are using regularly? Mm, that makes sense. Right? And so you and so you generating. You generating don't do, and you don't don't, and don't get them, confused with the numbers. Gotcha. Don't, don't get confused get, with the numbers. Don't the numbers fool you. Don't let the numbers fool you. Right? Gotcha. Now clearly in the perfect world, right? When we're in right. perfect alignment, the numbers are high, the revenue is high. Because that is the goal. The goal is right. numbers high, revenue high. Numbers high, right. impact high. But if the impact right. is high, right, because if you got 5,000 followers or 3,000 followers or whatever right. the case may be, and you're impacting 95% of those people, that's greater than having 100,000 followers and impacting only two. Mm. The impact is greater, right? Um, so, 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 so definitely thanks for sharing that. Um, and um, 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 you spoke a little bit about, I mean, I want to, even more specifically, what does the next five to ten years look like for Hill TV? Where do you see Hill TV in 2020, in 2025? Um, okay. The next five years, um, producing films, definitely films. You know, Hill TV is going to start streaming films, um, at least up to 500 to 1,000 subscribers, and um, doing teen commercials. And starting to go around, um, doing, um, like what ET does, um, speaking events, speaking engagements, panels, and, um, really taking it on a bigger scale, you know, going international with it. Absolutely. You know, right. recording and really getting involved with international work as well. That's why I see Hill TV in five years. Nice. Powerful, powerful. Now let's go back, cause, um, I love Hill TV, right? I'm a creator. I'm a writer. I'm a filmmaker. I'm an actor. I'm all of that you, stuff brother. around TV and Thank entertainment. You. I love it. But what I really love that you do, what I really love, I really love the bread business. Because, again, <laughs> the entertainment business is different. Entertainment business, I mean, it's hard work. It's definitely hard work. It is. And it's long, and it's long hours, right? But it's just it something is. about the bread business that, that just gives me a, a sense of, that's old school, that's old school, that's old school man work. That's old school yeah, again, up at four in the morning, out your door four thirty five in the morning, making your bread rounds. Yes, like sir. that's old school hard man yeah, work. That's that's fifty sixties delivering milk at your door. That's 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 old school that's real. blue collar, you know, yes, you know, kids that's come real. home, daddy running to me, you know, my son's like, Daddy, you know, and it's the greatest feeling. My daddy delivers bread. He was in his school today. And um, I gave him dinner rolls for the holiday to wow. get to his class, and um, he brought dinner rolls to each teacher and um, and his school, and he's like, I'm delivering bread just like my daddy, and that that that's that's wow. right there. That's 
that's, that's success yeah. right there. So that's why success. do you do it? I know you spoke about how you got into the bread business. You was at the dollar right. store. The brother came in, picked up your energy. But why? Right. Why did you take him up on that offer? What was inside of you that made you say, you know what? Let me jump in this. Well, I I, I was I heard rumors that it was lucrative, financially wise. Financially wise, it was a lucrative business. And at that point, you know, I didn't really know where to go. You know, I've been doing security and law enforcement for a while, and um, wow, yeah. I needed a change. And I didn't want – I was tired of that that micromanaging, that impression of the system, that eagle eye watching you all the time. And I wanted some type of freedom, and I wanted to be out on my own. And I wanted to be around the people. I love people. So – um, the bread business not only gives me, I'm just not putting bread on the shelf, um, meeting people, um, having conversations with the store managers, you know, building relationships, finding new opportunities because I'm out on the world and my antenna's up and I'm getting frequencies and vibes for all different people because I'm out on the masses. So that's one of the greatest things also. My customers, they love me. Hopefully I can get you down one day, Sugar Ray, and you can do a short documentary. And I take you a ride on the bread truck. Um, Definitely. But that's you know, and the you know, and the and the bread tastes good. You know, bread a whole lot of bread ain't good, but you know, once in a while, <laughs> a nice peanut butter and jelly is. is, 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 is <laughs> I think I think that's the greatest sandwich in the history of the world, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, going with a nice peanut butter and jelly, you know. So um, yeah, man. yeah it, it's oh. just great, man. And having my sons ride with me. That's, that was the greatest feeling, man, having them actually get up with me. And that's a big thing. I can take my sons to work with me. There's no greater feeling when you can take your kids with you to work. So when my customers and people see me, oh, you're such a great dad, you're teaching them young and, you know, just teaching them the work ethics and letting them know this is how you get it, you know, and storing the morals and values in them and getting them that experience at a young age is, is priceless, man. It's priceless. Wow. 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 Um, wow. So powerful. Um, tell us some of the pros and cons. I mean, you just spoke about some of the pros, being able to take your children with you, you know, being able to yes. control, you know, yes. control your effort, basically. Um, yes. if, uh, if there's any other pros or definitely talk about some of the cons, um, you know, you know, what are some of the difficulties the and challenges? Is, you know, it, it, it's your business. So, you know, I have a bread truck. So if I catch a flat tire, who pays for that? Me. Yeah. You know, if, I, um, if something goes wrong on the truck or breaks, I have to fix it. If the truck breaks down, I might have to rent another truck and that bread still got to get delivered. Them customers need their bread. So, the grind doesn't stop. So things do happen, you know. Um, so I have to take all that into account and I have to be very smart when it comes, you know, to my finances. And um, because I am a, a independent contractor and I am a business, nobody's going to come. So my business solely, you know, runs on, you know, my truck and that maintenance. So that's the cons. Things, things like that can happen. Um, and business gets slow. You know, this is a slow time of the year. You know, our business really is from um, March to October because um, springtime and summertime is hamburgers, hot dogs, you know, sandwich bread. Everybody making sandwiches because it's hot, you know, so that's really our season. And the wintertime, a lot of people don't eat much bread down here. They bake their own. 
Um, and they really doing other stuff. So this is really a slow season until March come back around. Um, so you know you like with any business, you're going to have your high season, you're going to have your yep. low season, and um, you know that 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 goes with the bumps and bruises. But there ain't no greater feeling than having your own, you know. And taxes, you know what I'm saying? Taxes play a big part too, you know. So you don't want that, that IRS, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta keep that tight. You gotta keep that that, that tight that IRS as well. So Definitely, know. definitely. Um what does the next five um, to ten five to ten years look like in the bread business for you? You know, what do you see yourself? Um, if if I'm blessed to still be in it and I hope so, um I will be acquiring more territory and now I have one truck. I look maybe possibly having a, two trucks, and then I'll have another route, and then I'll have an employee. So it just started with me, and possibly I can have, you know, my payroll gets bigger, you know, my income gets wider, more stores. I can have somebody under me, and we can expand the territory and expand my business. So the next five to ten years, hopefully I have another um, territory and another truck. I have two trucks out there. Powerful, powerful, man. Thank you so much for this. Um, if not, if you were not doing, I, I want to ask it two separate times for both work. If you were not doing the bread truck right now, what would you be doing? Um, you know, I probably you only doing be, both of them because 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 you're doing two different, two completely different. Right. They're both different, right? Like right. like distinctly different. Bread delivery right. and building an entertainment channel, right? Or inspiring right. and, and, um, Hill TV. Completely different bread route. If you weren't doing those two things, what would you be doing? What would your life look like from sunup to sundown? It would be, I would just be existing. I would probably be at a, a plant or like I said, a cashier, just a, a low entry level job and, um, just be existing. You know, that's that's most likely what I will be doing, you know, what a lot of people are doing, you know, just miserable and just going day by day with no purpose. You know, I'm blessed to be able to find my purpose. And um, like I said, with purpose comes pain, you know, you know, and um, but I, but I rather have the pain than not have it because the pain keeps me alive. The purpose keeps me alive. You know, it gives me my drive and um. That, that that's what it's about. Powerful. You know what I'm saying? Powerful, that's what powerful. About, just getting up powerful. every day. Powerful, man. We we're gonna wrap it up shortly, man, but uh, I just wanna get some last words. Um any inspiration you have for other black men, pairs, older, younger, um, any words of inspiration that you have for anyone wanting to maybe get into the, you know, bread delivery business or get into um, creating an entertainment channel, building a brand like Hill TV. What words of encouragement or words of inspiration do you have for fellow black men who are listening to this broadcast? Well, it's embrace the pain. Hard work equals reward. And if you are too casual in life, you will be a casualty. You got to mm. push. No matter what, you got to push, man. Yes, sir. Yes, push sir. Forward. Yes, sir, man. Embrace the pain. Yo, man, thank you for your time. Thank you for your encouraging and empowering words. It was so good to actually hear your journey, some stuff that I didn't know. Um, I, I didn't know you were doing corrections. I didn't know you worked at the dollar store, man. So all that stuff was great, man, I'm sure. 
many of our listeners will be inspired and will be encouraged and empowered, man, after listening to your broadcast. Mm -hmm. You're my first guest, brother. Thank you so much, man. Black men working. Shout out to you. Shout out to your family, man. man. Shout out to everyone in your network, man. Many blessings. Much love, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Make sure y'all go check out Black Man's Working. Salute. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to my interview with my dear friend and brother, Javon Lunsford, CEO of Hill TV and Lunsford and Sons Incorporated. It was great to learn of his story. It was great to hear his journey. Be sure to tune in to the next episode featuring brother James White. James White is a 33-year-old black man making six figures in the federal government. He's had a very interesting and powerful uh, journey to get where he is today. Be sure to tune in to the next episode, brother James White, another black man working. Peace.